had the most fun I've ever seen playing football uh, with our high school guys. I totally forgot about and this you, till right how now. How could you forget? Welcome to the Disciple Making Youth Ministry Podcast, where we talk about the calling of youth pastors to equip students for the work of making disciples, moving teens from church attenders to disciple makers. Here are your hosts, Joel Friend and Jeremy Collins. Welcome back to the Disciple Making Youth Ministry Podcast. We're back after Christmas. It's now 2022, and we are here to have a conversation about all the things that have been going on over the last month, talking about camps and what God has done in the lives of students, as well as what what holds in the next year going forward, what we're looking forward to, and we're excited uh, to have that conversation, and I hope it blesses you and you take some notes and ideas and thoughts as you're looking at your new calendar. Joel, how are you doing today? Oh, we're good today. You know, it's nice for us to, yeah, today. <laughs> it's nice for us to, you know, we thought we were texting about what we wanted to talk about, and it was just kind of like, let's just do some potpourri here. Yeah. Let's just shoot the breeze. We got no lights, no cameras, nothing like that. It's like the old days where we used to just sit down here and have a conversation. So um, let's get caught up a little bit. We got, you know, there's quite a bit of ground to cover here sure. for us today. We have a real outline. We have a mental one, but we'll see where that goes. Uh, how was Christmas? How was Christmas for you guys? It, w- it was good. Um, my, my three-year-old daughter woke up almost every day from like November and until December 25th, looking at me going, Daddy, is it Christmas yet? Is it Christmas? Um, the one day it snowed, she ran downstairs thinking it was Christmas. Now she knows snow doesn't equal Christmas. But it was good. Torrential downpour yeah. equals oh, Christmas, because yeah. that was what it was like here. It was gross. It, it was, was gross. a terrible, terrible weather day. Um, well, it's always interesting, and, and maybe, I mean, who knows who's listening to this. If you work in a church, most likely, but those of us who work in churches, Christmas is very... Uh, challenging at mm-hmm. times to balance everything, and and both of us are part of our, our preaching teams and and uh, worship teams, and so Christmas Eve and everything else, so it can be a little chaotic. Christmas Eve is usually spent at church for me, mm-hmm. as I'm sure it is for you, making sure everything's working. But uh, I do have the craziest thing that I've ever seen happen okay. at a Christmas Eve service because of my daughter. Um, I'm sure there's crazier out there, but for me, this was the the craziest. So my whole family. We're sitting in the front pew. Uh, it's where we always sit. So very front of the church. It's me, my wife, my two daughters, who are three and six years old. And my three-year-old is just jazzed for Christmas. It's it's here. She's in her pretty dress, which mm-hmm. she wears every single day. Can't get her out of it. Mm-hmm. Out of it. She only wears those. But <laughs> she's dancing during the worship. She's running around. At one point, almost knocks over the Advent wreath candle at Love the front. It. Like just having a blast. And then we get to candle lighting and silent night and her six year old sister gets a candle and she wants a candle. She Mm. wants a candle. But not only does she want a candle, she wants to hold it by herself. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that's okay. Whatever. Light, light it on. Let's go. But she keeps leaning it towards her sister's hair. Mm. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So I blow out her candle at the beginning of silent night and she has a fit so silent she's starting to get upset not crying yet but she gets away from me turns a left and then a right and heads towards the organ now we're playing silent night on the piano i didn't grab her fast enough she's crawling but the organ was still on Mm. because it's about to be the closing hymn after silent night to the world on the organ 
And so it goes something like this. Silent night. Boom, 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 boom. As she crawls across the foot pedals of the organ in the middle of silent night. It was hilarious because then it threw off the worship team because the our worship leader at the piano is like, what's wrong with my piano? So she starts changing settings on the piano to see what was oh, wrong, no. not realizing it was the organ. Dude, it was hilarious. And so I finally grabbed her by the dress, was able to pull her in, and now she's super upset. And so it was by no means a silent night, but it was a memorable. Right. And again, the, the beauty of all of it was almost everyone who came up to me and said, we love it. We love that she's here. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The chaos yeah, yeah. is not a problem. Right. And I knew it wasn't, but it just reaffirming. And again, it was all caught on video. You can go to our church live stream and see it. And <laughs> yeah. I probably will. Now I'll oh, add it to my list of things so to say funny. later. It's hard to hear on the live stream because the organ wasn't on. You can only hear it a little bit. But in, in person, oh, man, it was. <laughs> there you go. So we had a, we, all that to say we had a great Christmas. It's exciting with my kids right now. So. How was yours? What did you What did you guys do? Um, well, my kids were extra good this year because they got COVID for Christmas. Ooh. So my son had it the Tuesday. He tested positive the Tuesday before Christmas. He broke quarantine on Christmas Day. Uh, so he was only in there a couple of days. And then my daughter, uh, she was uh, Christmas Eve. So we quarantined my son. We, I mean, we put him in his room and said, stay here. Uh, and uh, we'll give you all the snacks that you want. And so... I, you know, my daughter was away from my son for several days and, and, uh, Christmas Eve, Mm -hmm. my daughter was leaning on me while we were watching Home Alone 2 together and her head was just on fire. So I was like, okay, we're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and take your temperature. It was 101.4 and I was like, all right, up you go. And so then we tested her and she was positive. And so, yeah, she, she stayed in quarantine for much longer. She didn't hate it, but like they came down Christmas morning, we distanced and masked because like. You know, at that point, it was like the 10 days thing. Mm-hmm. We, then they, of course, changed it to Switched five days five right after, after that. Yeah. So I was kind of like, well, if I keep my distance from her, I can say I can go back to work a little bit sooner because I haven't exposed. But my wife and I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was literally eating out of the same popcorn bag as my daughter mm-hmm. an hour before she tested positive for COVID. So Christmas overall was good. We were bummed because we were supposed to host Christmas this yeah, year. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. We were excited about that and had just redone the bar in my basement and you know, it was nice to it was nice to be able to share that, but it didn't happen, which is okay. But uh, yeah, it was it was good. So how many services do you guys have for Christmas? We Eve? had two. Two, okay. We had two. And this was our first in person. Last year we still were virtual. Okay. So this was a big like we're back in person. It was great. It was it was really nice. We had one at six o'clock and one at uh, what was it? Nine o'clock. I did the late ones? Yeah. yeah, we did. We did four. We did two on the twenty third and two on the twenty fourth. So there's a church in our area that does um, seventeen. Ouch. Seven. Seventeen. Imagine. So um, yeah, I mean it's like yes. Well, we're even considering. No, we did earlier. I think we did five, but we're, we're considering trying to go even a little bit earlier. We used to. We used to have an eleven o'clock. Yeah, so like and the candlelight service at, at midnight, and it's Jesus's birthday, but it's not actually Jesus's, Jesus's birthday. birthday. So yeah, yeah, right, one of those things. So yeah, so for student ministries, um, when did you guys kind of pause? So we we had our last stuff on the twenty second because we had uh, Advent dinners where we gather together on our Wednesday nights, and so we had kind of a, a Christmas dinner and caroling and, and a lot of fun. So that was our last on the twenty second. Our high school ministry stopped the the nineteenth. Uh, the Sunday before that. 
and we just started back up this past week. We're now in uh, the first week of January, a little after. So we took a pretty short break, um, but it was it was good. Uh, it was good just to be with family. Uh, so that, that that's the the pause that we took. You guys are still yeah. still on a pause. So we're, we're taking most of January off. Which we've is taken we've taken about two almost two months off, and 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 some of it wasn't on purpose. So the one thing that we were doing, um, so we had we went away for camp, and then we were going to come back, um, mm-hmm. and we were going to come back, and we were going to do a service project together. Um, but someone in our congregation, one of our former staff members, uh, unfortunately passed away. Mm-hmm. The weekend we were away, and so they held uh, her memorial service on the night we were planning on meeting, which is like totally fine. So it's just like, yeah, we'll figure out a different way to be able to do this. But but then we were going to do this ice skating party. Oh, that's right, and it was warm. And it was warm, and it was like pouring down (laughs) rain. And I called the ice skating rink, and I was like, hey, you guys still on for ice? She's like, yeah, but you should know there's like two inches of water on the ice, (laughs) and we are not planning on removing it. Slip and slide. And I was like. Okay, so I mean, it's it's not an enjoyable experience for anyone, and so traditionally we also kind of don't come back until like mid to late January, simply because for our students it's midterms, yeah. and so we found that when we were like, it was just it was hard to get people to come back because of uh, because of the yeah. midterms. But now we're in this like Omicron spike right now, and we pushed our leaders. We were going to do this like extreme bingo night for kind of like a community event. Um, but we pushed that back just because it seems like it's going to it seems as though it'll spike quick and then we can yes. probably feel like we're in more of the clear after it's like passed. I mean, everybody and their brother is getting this thing, um, which yep. is like crazy. So but yeah, so then hopefully, hopefully we'll be back the 27th. And I know that's late. But, you know, what's nice is that it actually gives us a little bit of time to start thinking and planning. And sure. uh, Sophie and I sat down today and we walked through the teaching schedule, which was great. And and uh, a lot of the hard work was, you know, she did it on her end, which was wonderful. And we came back and just kind of, you know, figured out the pieces that we wanted to put in place for high school. And now it's nice to like take this time to breathe it's also nice for your our leaders too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to get that break because they work so hard in the fall have that break and then come back uh and be ready to go and because the spring's so long for us we actually have built-in breaks for them just to give them that time off because they deserve it just to keep them satisfied and happy so um what do you what do you use your break time for yeah well and and we did a lot of that uh my break time has been caught up with some things other than student ministry uh that i've been doing uh but we we just like you said when we came back we, we had plans to do all kinds of things yep. we've had to had to pause we were super excited we had been planning to uh, move our youth group on sunday nights in high school into homes and so we're going to have students host okay and we're going to go to different homes because we found that uh, there there is something to the young life model that can be helpful when they're hosting in homes it's easy to invite friends yeah and so especially at the beginning of the year a very casual environment we planned this three months ago yeah. and when we we're looking at the projection of COVID and everything else, we're like, Hey, this, this makes sense. We can have a host take care of the snacks, take care of, mm-hmm. of hospitality, all those things. And we've had some students that are just super excited. Some that like live on the outskirts of school districts who are just pumped. One student in particular, who's an NA student. We don't have many NA no. North Allegheny students. And uh, he's been so excited to host and, and, we're putting a pause on all that for right now. It just doesn't seem like the right time to 
to go into unknown spaces and environments when we can control our environment at the church. And we've had yeah. multiple times where we've had students come to youth group COVID positive and it not spread. Right. And, and so leaning on that evidence, we're kind of at the point where it's like, you know, it's just not the right time. And so we're kind of vision casting moving forward with that. So we're still spending some time doing that. I've spent a lot of my time over the last really the month and a half. Uh, we embarked on a 30 day reading challenge in our church, yeah. not just in youth ministry. And it's uh, designed around the ESV systematic theology study Bible. And so I've been making videos upon videos and crafting the discipleship materials for all of that, which has been a really great experience. Um, I will need a break from taking videos mm. or making videos after this. 30 videos in 30 days. Partly the reason why we are not shooting a video today. Yeah, I don't want to edit any more <laughs> video than I have to. Um, I really enjoy it. I'm learning a lot. And, and I think the thing that I've enjoyed the most is seeing so many different age ranges of people engage. And, and that's been really awesome to see young people and not young people kind of engaging in the comments section and, and opening the emails and all those types of things and just consistently reading scripture together and knowing the people in your church are doing it alongside you, I think is just something that gives a boost to our students that, hey, I'm not alone in reading my Bible. There's other people that are doing the same thing in the same way. And it, so that's been really fruitful, a lot of work, but... Um, that's something I've been really excited about and we're talking about now, what are we doing in the lead up to, to Lent and, and all of that. So, uh, what is that going to look like? But that's been a lot of what our time has been spent. So I've been thankful to have taken the break because if I had been also doing full charge youth ministry during that time, I don't, I don't know how I would have found. Yeah. It's also time. not been in my rhythm yeah. ever to be able to like come back like right away. We just found that it doesn't it's, make sense. Yeah. yeah we, we, there was so much, there was very little time before like that would that would have been between those two things because we would have went all the way up to when christmas sure. was taking a break like two weeks off and then come back and we just found it wasn't worth it but well, we've already taken and i've written this down i wrote this down on my calendar a long time ago because i remember when we spoke last year getting ready for the summer and you're like hey we're done it's the beginning of may i'm like wait you're done it's may yeah and like we're taking may off this year because <laughs> it just to, to we really need that planning time to set up for the summer and um, so we are trying to be more intentional with where our breaks are. Um, but we, we felt we just want to get going. And, yeah, yeah. So when I what I do is I'll do well, we'll, we'll go to the second Thursday in May. Yeah. But then along the way, I'll actually have these like these touch point things. I usually do this thing called like it's called deck and Devo. You might okay. be interested. Yeah. Maybe bring hockey. some kids. So it'd be like deck hockey and Devo. So it's like a, I have like a, a word of encouragement. But then I also we like we pray at the end, but in between we play deck hockey, which is like really great. Um, and so, but it's an excuse for me to continue to maintain contact with kids, mm -hmm. right? So, um, although we may not be meeting on Thursday nights, I think that'll be on Tuesdays. But still, like it's sure. a consistent touch point thing for them. And yeah, it leads up into the summer, uh, and then you can transition at some point to summer ministry, and, and and kids are like used to what you're doing. So, so yeah, so I think. Yeah, when we when we go to plan things out, we we go through about half of May. It gives us a couple, maybe sure. about two or three weeks off, and then we enter into some of our summer stuff. But this year, it's going to be different than the last two because <laughs> every year from here yeah, on. Well, now I mean, it's going to be different. It's going to be different than the last sure. two because the last two we haven't gone to a mission trip and yep. we haven't gone to our week long camp up in Michigan. And it looks like we're going to do both of those things yep. again, which changes a little bit of the dynamic of how you would run a summer. Um, or yeah, at least and now we're the last two years. we're in the midst of that too, trying to figure out um, 
one of the beautiful things we've had going on, one of my notes down here I just want to mention is kind of coming off our retreats and camps, we've had a big influx in our youth group of kids that don't go to our church coming and being a part of what we're doing, mm-hmm. which is fantastic, and it changes the dynamic in a great way. And now it's trying to figure out what is best for our group going forward. We have a very interesting uh, and eclectic group of students and um, we had been throwing around, Kayla and I have been debating the idea about instead of doing a missions trip, doing a, a very heavily focused discipleship trip this summer. And now we're going back and forth on that because, um, and maybe this is a whole nother podcast episode idea, but this idea of when are students ready to be pushed into that next step of faith? And, and when is, is, there a, is there a too soon to push that? Or do you just do what Jesus did and say, follow me right now and yeah. let's go. And so that's kind of the, that, that's the tension we're in right now is uh, we want to push students to that next level of commitment. Um, are they ready? We don't know. Um, and it, it's, yeah, so it's, it's an interesting yeah, That would be a completely different podcast topic. Cause I think it's, I think about it, I kind of go like, you know, it, it's one thing to like inspire, but we also have to give them like tools and those opportunities to do that. like, okay, so what does that look like? Right. So we've, we could, mm-hmm. you know, do this big, like, like this last, you know, past Sunday in church where I had a chance to preach on Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in the church and how he's, he's gifted us. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, here's all these really wonderful things that you can give to the church. And then if I leave them with no options after that, it's like, okay, so what, there's no pride. It's just like an inspiration Mm -hmm. or even conviction could have come out of that sermon. Um, I did tell people that were live streaming. I I said, uh, (laughs) well, I gave people uh, who were COVID conscious and they're staying back because of a health thing. Uh, If they're on vacation, if they're sick, if they're, you know, if they are, uh, there was bad weather because we had the ice on Sunday morning. We did. I said, you get a pass. I said, but if you're the kind of person that's just rolling out of your bed and you're sitting on the couch mm-hmm. clicking a link, and I said, the kingdom of God will not forcefully advance in our PJs, <laughs> which we got both a laugh and an applause. So I don't know. Good. That was a, I- interesting. But like, those are the types of things. Like, what what's the next thing for yeah. someone to be able to do? Uh, the next step for them. So yeah, that's an interesting topic. Because the idea again, and if we're talking about discipling students and getting. I never want to say getting past the gospel, um, but especially when I was reflecting on what's happened at camps this past year um, at our retreats and and yes, getting kids to a point of here's the truth of the gospel. Here's who Jesus is. And I think we have a lot of students who are like, I want to believe this thing, but I don't. But at the same time, I don't want to believe this thing. And and so how do we disciple? Um, yeah. And and. And, and push past that, particularly when we have students who are in families that aren't necessarily bought into this. They're bought into the relationships that they have in youth group, but not necessarily the. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I don't know how I don't know if it's like a student student ministry model or some sort of way of which some people do it. But like, you know, I've had the kids who have like, you know, you would totally describe them like they're on fire sure. for the Lord. I don't have that many of those kids. Yep, I, I have agree. faithful kids yeah. who are loyal and they're they're interested in learning more. But I have no kid that's like, like um, you know, he's like a basketball-sized sponge, and he wants to soak up everything around him uh, or her. We had that. We've had that a couple times in our in our 
time and we've always fed that but yeah it's interesting i wonder what is that is that just like you know if you're in a church where it's just like motivational speech every week and like kids are like oh, i want to do more which you know i'm you know i can be a pretty passionate guy and people respond and stuff like that but it's not because of my teaching like i sure. I, I think it's also the spirit's prompting uh, in a in a student's life like that Amen. to be like i'm missing something yeah. i want more and uh you know i think that's a that's a cool thing that when it happens but I don't know if that happens all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So these are some of the internal conversations we've been having in terms of how do we plan going forward. Um, But with all that, and that kind of started as part of my reflection as we've been thinking about our times at the retreats. Let's jump into that kind of section, unless you have anything else you want to share about catching up. How how did retreats go for you guys? We were on the same weekends, both of the the weekend trips we took this Mm -hmm. past year. Uh, what were some of the takeaways that you had? Some of the things that, again, we, we hadn't done trips in a while. Yeah. This was some of our first retreats. Some of these kids, their first ever yeah. uh, time away from home. <laughs> so Yeah, reflecting on our camp episode was interesting because like, I had these like middle school kids, especially mm-hmm. these boys that like literally have never been yep. away from home before. Yeah. I, had a, uh, I had a ninth grader that that was true of. And it's just, they loved it. Right. I mean, just getting there, especially those middle school boys. I mean, it took them 15 minutes to be like, I'm in like, this is great. This is so much fun. We're having a great time. And kids are like themselves. And the conversations that came out of those things were like really good. So I had uh, had these two wonderful uh, guy leaders with me who were the consistent guys every single week. And, <laughs> and they just did phenomenal job of hanging in there. And they're, they'll, they'll be, uh, you know, they're self-proclaimed two older guys and, and they're not you know, built for going away for camp, but they did, they, they did a great job. So I think our kids, you know, getting away for camp, it was so, it was a positive enough experience for them to be like, when they start to hear the word camp again, Mm. they know it's associated Mm. with something good. So, you know, when we start to, you know, promote this uh, surf city, which is our week long camp up in Michigan that we go to, they'll be like, Oh, it's the same people. Like that was fun. I would love to go. And that is for middle school kids only for our high school kids. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was good. I think when you get to, it's funny is like when you get to become a high school kid, you, you see more. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and when, when we're talking about like the speaker and things like that, you know, they, they tend to be a little bit more critical of things that are said and done and, uh, and stuff of that nature. And some of these kids who've seen this stuff before, so they know what's missing, what's not missing. They know what's cool, what's not cool, but they're not. What's funny is they're not necessarily there for like entertain me. Yeah. Like they're not there for that. They know that it's a good weekend to be away. They know that like that time together is really good. Um, and yeah, my like our boys just did like so great all weekend. They were very respectful. I had um I had a Bible study on uh, Saturday and Sunday morning with my leaders, which is why I wasn't at you know most of the leader meetings. Um, well, I got in one early enough, uh, but. Uh, they, they we were just talking uh, about a couple different topics and um some of my boys just stumbled into the room and they participated in the mm-hmm. conversation it was like a you know it's big boy stuff yeah. you know that we yeah. were talking about and these guys were like well let me give you my thoughts and i was like please brandon like take it away <laughs> so it, and he was just like well like i mean you just tell they wanted to be a part of that conversation mm-hmm. so those are those like impromptu ministry moments that are so cool what what about your weekends yeah i think relationally it was just fantastic um all of our core students in both middle school and high school were mostly able to come. 
Uh, it did stink the the what happened for our high school group. We had uh, three, uh, four of our sophomore boys all had, um, well, uh, SAT. They were taking yep. the SATs yep. as sophomores, Ugh. Uh. and so they <laughs> missed they missed uh, camp. And there was nothing we could do. We, the, I mean, it was just they had scheduled that before we even had uh, information and, and things like that. So that was a bit of a bummer. But all of our core students were able to go, and the relationships that were formed have been uh, just so fantastic. One of our middle school girls uh, ha- has been bringing friends routinely yeah. to youth group. She's kind of the magnet that pulls in friends. And now both of her friends, she's she also runs our live stream on Sunday morning. Oh, nice. And so now she's pulled her whole friend group into basically being our tech team on Sunday morning. So these girls who who usually hadn't been attending church or had been – uh, very sporadically so, are now coming every Sunday morning with her up in the in the PowerPoint text station. Um, and it's just been so good. And a lot of that wouldn't have happened without the influx of relationship and relationship time that camp brings. Yeah. And so from that, that that's fantastic. Um, a few, few th- different things that happened just make me smile. Uh, one of my guys, William, uh, got attacked by a chicken. Mm. On one of our hikes, nice. That was hilarious, right? Um, and and then he made uh, a meme video uh, about it, and it was just absolutely hysterical. Right, right. Things like that that are just good. We we had the most fun I've ever seen playing football uh, with our high school guys. I totally forgot about and this you, till right how now. How could you forget? So okay, go ahead. Yeah, and and this involves to, you, both of us. You have to. You have to. You have to give them the context of why it was such a big deal. Sure. And so... You've mentioned it on this podcast before, but I have. You know, set it up. So, yeah. uh, football at Lauraville is a big deal. Uh, mud football, and it's no longer tackle. It used to be until uh, concussions and things got too serious. So, it's flag football in the mud, and, and Joel is traditionally one who brings a, a team that will be ready. Whether they were ready before or not, they are ready by game time. With a plan, a strategy, uh, not always a game, uh, a playbook, but at least a semblance of one from years past. Mm-hmm. And and so uh, you have a team that is there to play and win, and a lot of other teams are there to play and win as well. My team this year, as I said, most of our guys all had SATs. I'm gonna hold on. I'm sorry. I have to back up. I'm basically the like it, I'm the Bill Belichick of consistently mud, mud for, Yeah, yeah. I know. I I win almost every year. Pretty close. So to like, it. so it's just like even on the weeks you're not there, right? <laughs> that was a good joke, Jeremy. Um, so like to to set the table for it, it's like it's like Alabama versus like Bethany University. Uh, let's like <laughs> if a, even that if they, even that exists and they barely they barely like scrape together. I mean, we just not that we have like the best this year. We had very good athletes. Like yeah. I, it was just sometimes it's like, well, we'll do what we can. But this year, I mean, Which I had is like what some makes really this good story athletes. Even crazier yes, I had some really good athletes. I had some guys who played football. Some guys who were just nuts. like athletic kids. So go ahead. And, and so Friday night, it's me and, and we literally have four guys that came and three of the four guys don't sports. Right. Not even yeah. a little. Yeah. They barely uh, know how to spell William, sports. William loves classical music. Carson, um, he he loves everything, yeah. but not sports. And so we're sitting around the, like, are we going to have a football team? And Lee, my other leader who's there with me, looking at each other. We're, we're both older. We're like, I'm not putting my body on the line. I did that <laughs> two years ago, and I had to have uh, physical therapy for like six right. months for my shoulder. So Sam, one of our freshmen who's 
like a six one freshman. Yeah, he was a big boy. He's a big boy. Which if we had him last year for eighth grade football, maybe we would yeah. have had a shot. Yeah. Um, him and Lee said, "What if we did a, a team called just the two of us, yep. and it's just you and me, Sam?" And Sam's like, oh, "I don't know. I can't catch the ball." And Lee just was forceful about. It. I was like, "No, we're doing this. That's like it's like going it. to be just the two of us." And so they signed up for mud football. They named the team just the two of us. No one knew what was happening. No. And so they get out to the field. They go through all the instructions. And usually there's six people out on the field. One leader, five students. And Lee and Sam were their own team. Yeah. And who do we run against in the first Very round? First round. We get against New Community and Joel. Yep. And they Lee tried to hustle. He did. He tried. He, he tried his try. best to say, hey, I listen, agree to it. we get the ball first. If we score game over, we win. Yeah. And I did not agree to that. I would not because there, I knew the possibility of it happening was, never was there. Any given Sunday. Yeah. And uh, there was no agreement. Um, there was a, a slight possible agreement before you gave your two cents. I think other people were not as wise as you and they might have agreed to that. Right. And. I had to step a, in and it's and, a really good thing you didn't. Yeah, right. I was like, no, no, I'm not <laughs> so, agreeing to that. You can I said you can have the ball first. You can have the ball first, but did. I'm not going to yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make that bet with you. But my favorite part of the whole story, so there's an MC on the mic announcing everything, telling people what fields to go to, and Lee and Sam are lining up and the MC on the mic, uh, I don't remember his name, but he looks down and goes Tracy. Tracy, he goes, Hey, does anyone want to play football? We have some guys who need some more yeah. team. And Lee looks and like, he goes, we don't want them. No. We don't want them. It's just the two it's of us. It's just the two of us. And he goes, yeah. okay. Okay. Lee and Sam get the ball. First pass, Sam comes down with one about halfway down the field past three people are on his ankles and on his shoulders. Yeah. And, and I can hear the guy, Tracy on the mic going, oh. Right, yeah. <laughs> I was on the sideline going, what is happening, guys? First catch. It's five on it's six on one. Six on one, two passes, touchdown. Yeah. We're up one nothing. One nothing. And we kicked the ball off to you. And they didn't even try. We didn't try. No. One play, you get a touchdown, it's yeah. one one. Yeah, they barely. He was like, We're not even gonna put our energies into trying to stop well, you guys. Actually, Lee did at first. And for the first time ever, he got muddy at Lauraville. <laughs> he fell down the last got time. muddy. So they come back again and we get the ball back. We're, we're tied 1-1. And the, the best thing that I'm hearing is I'm standing next to a crew of your boys yep. that aren't playing. Nope. And they're starting. At first, they were cheering for you. Yep. And they're like, oh, Joel, and they can't lose. Then no way. Yeah. And by the time Sam comes down with this next one-handed grab for a touchdown yeah. to go up 2-1. Yeah. Started- we played a three. So the, the context, we played a three. And so I like I had it's to crazy. do like a like a halftime adjustment. I was like, okay, you go there, there, you're there, there, and then so we just started blitzing two guys after the count of five, and so that rushed Lee along, and it one of my leaders, my, and then bad. we tied it up, making a two-two, and then one of my guys picked it off and ran it back, and we won. And Sam was. I mean, at this point, Sam was gassed. Oh, he was so exhausted. He, he was trying his best. You were bumping and running because you made those adjustments. Yeah, bumping and running him. Three. You were playing zone and man. It was all and over blitzing. the place. It was, uh. There was at that point we realized it was over. However, two things happened from that game. Yeah. One, a Lauraville stat that will never be rivaled again yeah. is that Lee and Sam are the only Lauraville team in history to score as many touchdowns as players, players on the team. That's good. Yep. And who went on to win the championship? I mean, we did. And did anyone else score two touchdowns? No, on you, we, no, we no. Just we, two, us. we did two more other games, <laughs> and we only gave up one touchdown to those games. I mean, because. Well, 
I'm used to six on six, not six on two. And, uh, and yeah, we were like, wait, wait, how do we adjust to this? <laughs> and then we ended up being fine. So uh, you know, the the less people, apparently, that's a little bit harder for oh, us. It was so fun. So yeah, no, it was so it was fun. a great memory. So that that'll go down in like Louisville history. And part of the reason we'll, we'll get we'll, this will transition to sure. our last thing here is part of the reason why it was also a big deal is because it had been recently announced and, you know, uh, it was a long, long conversation about this, but I'm actually transitioning out of my position in, in student ministries, and I'll, I'll get to the backstory of that in a second. So the other big deal is that all of my kids know Kids, this is it. Last game? It's my last game. You this is my. Did. This is going to be my last Laurelville. I've like, you know, we got like nine or ten championships. I don't know, you know, and and so like, our kids are, you know, they're almost like, oh my gosh, it's going to happen. He's not. You know, we're losing the first round, and and it's going to be in my last year to a team that's got four missing players, and so that and was. And that's gonna, what was so incredible. Yeah. Because that was the narrative I heard out of the side, of the sideline. But by the time we scored our yeah, second touchdown, care. they were like, Joel needs to lose they're, now. They're, 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 I wanted us to lose because we deserved it. Let it burn. You guys deserved it. So anyway, so oh, to, to say all of that, so yeah, actually, so we're sitting here. Was it January 10th? What day is it? Yeah. Is it the 10th? 11th. So 11th. So 11 days ago, I actually became the, the pastor of discipleship <laughs> at uh, New Community Church. And what's interesting in the process, and you know, I feel I feel like such a hypocrite. That's like been my whole thing, because you know, dating back the last year around mm-hmm. this time when we started this podcast, or when did we start this podcast, yeah, in twenty twenty one. It's about that. Yeah. So you know, one of the things I said was like, man, I feel like I'm like a lifer in youth ministry, so on and so forth. Like I feel like this is, you know, this is the place for me. But, uh, uh, but about what was we're we're in a time of transition in our church mm-hmm. our 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 pastor discipleship they knew was going to retire yeah. he's going to retire in 2022 January of 2022 and then our senior pastor is actually going to be retiring in August of 2023 and so we know Adam my boss is going to transition into that that role and so they came to me about 20 months ago almost 2 years ago <laughs> and were like hey do you want this pastor of discipleship position you know cuz I'm an inside hire yep. you know I'm yep. I'm familiar with the lingo and the the mission and values of the church and I said no I was like I feel like I'm really hitting my stride in student ministries and so uh, along the way, they were trying to have some conversations with some people who they thought would be it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, one day Adam in passing, you know, he's mentioning one guy. And he was like, hey, I don't think he's going to be able to take that position. I don't think he's going to take the position. And he just was saying that passing is just a passing comment. And I kind of went home that night and I was just like having this wrestle with the Lord where I was like, I think it's going to have to be me. Because I, you know, Adam moving into that role and me being... Uh, in my position, as much as I love my job, I know, I know it was for the better. Uh, uh, I know it's for the better of the church for me to move in that direction. Um, in terms of, uh, I'm a familiar face. You know, some of you people listening uh, can testify that sometimes yeah. outside hires don't work. Uh, and so, building trust. You know, having having Adam move into that role and having someone he trusts with him. Uh, I kind of went to the team and I was like, I mean, they weren't even asking me about it. I was like, hey. hey what do you guys think about this? I would, and so I was trying to do this thing where I was holding on to like, I could still do student ministries, but I can also do this, mm-hmm. but it's just not going to work. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so what'll happen is in the next five months I'll overlap and we'll hire someone for this new position. 
uh, for an associate director. I'm the director, so we're going to have two people, but I'm going to oversee the team. So I'm moving out of that day-to-day stuff, but I'm going to be able to oversee and, and pastor and disciple a team uh, of people who are going to do the boots-on-the-ground stuff. So if you're familiar with The Office, I'm both, well, I'm mainly uh, Michael Scott in the big picture stuff, where the other two are the the day to day. So, but yeah, it was, mm. it was a long process and you and I have talked about it. You weren't happy. I think in our very first conversation about, first. yeah. So I'm excited now. Yeah. You're excited. Everybody's yeah. excited. I mean, I yeah. was, I was excited ish. Yeah. I had someone say to me, you know, I need you to be more than excited ish. This is one of the elders in our church. <laughs> I need you to be more than excited ish because if you thought teens were hard to work with, wait until you try to minister to adults. I was like, oh, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. So, yeah, so yeah, so like that's, so I will overlap until May. And then, uh, then after May, I will officially step out of my day-to-day stuff and assume a new role in position, um, which is bittersweet for me because I've loved this job, but um, I've already started getting some ideas of ways that I can help out a little bit more. So uh, in terms of the adult uh, ministry sure. stuff. But, and, and I think that, it's an interesting conversation again for maybe another time, but this idea of how do we build up leadership to succeed what we're doing? Yeah. Um, because it isn't necessarily always that uh, we're going to be in the same place in the, in the same position always, but you also will have now an opportunity to form another generation of leadership that will outlive you and in, in, in our time and, and whatever you're doing. Yeah. And so uh, it, it also, I think presents the challenge of how do how do we as leaders uh, lead people into ministry? And so you'll still have a lot of work in youth ministry. Yeah. But yeah, it, to go from being up front in front of students to not will be a transition for sure. But I'm excited to see how that faithfulness grows in New Community Church uh, and what God does with that. I'm excited to see yeah. how, what challenges you get to apply. Because I think that there's a yeah. lot that, that we forget about in adult ministry. Uh, adults really need almost to be led and guided even more than students sometimes because students at least are maybe, I think I've said this before, like wet cement as opposed to, yeah, they're, yeah, they're falling back on their innocence of like, wait, I don't know these things or, you know, there are, you know, you should expect an adult's spiritual maturity to be a little bit stronger than a teenager's and how they like handle stuff. Like I, I'm looking forward to like the adults who really want to actually have deep theological conversations. I had one with someone yesterday and I was like, this is great. Like, I love this. And it's not like I get to talk about those types of things with students all of the time. So I I look forward to that. But then, you know, the ministry stuff is hard. You know, the uh, other thing I think as we begin to sort of wrap up here is I think one of the things that there is a benefit is, you know, we have this young adult ministry that's come up through our church, and we have these young adults that are, you know, in college now. And when they come back, it'll be familiar faces uh, mm-hmm. to them, the people that, you know, kids that have been with me for seven, eight years. Awesome. And so when they come back to the church, like, they'll come back to people that they've learned to know yeah. and trust and love and, and know that they have their back. So uh, I wonder if that'll help, uh, you know, some of that, because we have those stats out there right now of how many sure. young adults actually walk away from the church. And I think maybe, maybe it's not to say like we're infusing youth as the way to do that, but at least for those students who are in our ministry, it can be, um, familiar faces. I think and they'll know that they'll connect with us right away. Then, you know, maybe, you know, graduating to adult ministry where they're, you know, those sort of, sort of things are are viewed that way where it's kind of like, okay, now I have this older guy who's going to minister to me. Trust of leadership is huge. And if people feel they can trust their pastors, um, 
which I hope. <laughs> if you're at a church where you don't feel like you can trust your pastor. You should find a different place. Um, yeah, you start a discernment process. But I, I think that's huge because I know that you probably still get this. I get this all the time where I get a student who had been in ministry for a long time. He's either in college or out of college, and, and I'll still have that random conversation. They're not living here anymore, but yeah. they still have they still have a question, and, and they still remember the faithfulness of youth ministry in their life. Yep. And, and so I, I think that absolutely will bear some fruit. Um, out in that. Uh, I'm excited to hear how God is going to use that. I'm also excited for where we're going to be going next time because it kind of plays into this role of how, how do we lead and how are we led. We're going to be talking to our senior leaders about some of the ways that they've found uh, best to lead a group, lead in youth ministry. What have been our experiences of being led? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the relationship with your senior leader can Sometimes be a contentious one, Is unfortunately. Paul, Paul coming on the podcast. Um, well, we can either bring him on here or interview him. I, he's over in his office. We yeah, he's not him far right from now. here. Yeah, yeah, we can tell. Let's bring Paul on. Yeah, That'd be a great conversation. I think it'd be an awesome, awesome conversation just to to talk about what and how can we approach conversations with senior leaders, whether things are going well or not. Because I think that on both sides of this conversation are senior leaders don't always have the capacity. Or, or the ability to ha- hold a hand of a youth pastor. Yeah. And at the same time, does a youth pastor know how to verbalize what might be needed as support? And I think having those conversations yeah, can be really great. helpful because you might be in a situation right now where you're thinking, man, it, it's rough. How, where do I go? How do yeah. I start? Yeah, and if you feel like you're in a church where a senior pastor doesn't support you, it's like an uphill battle. Like you're almost, yeah. And I think that's an important conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's an important conversation for us to have because it'll help to shape the discipleship process of your church. If you're, it depends on what your vision of your youth pastor is. Imagine you want to, you know, all your youth pa- or all your senior pastor wants to do is grow, 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 grow. But you want to try to like go dig deeper. Mm-hmm. That will clash a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and then vice versa. So I think it's like what what are some steps to take with your senior leadership to be communicating in such a way that will help you understand what the mission and vision of the church is so that you can line up with what you do 100 percent. so we're going to jump into that conversation friends thank you if you've made it all the way to the end we appreciate you we love you uh, we are praying for you we hope and pray that your ministries are fruitful if you're a parent listening uh, and you're concerned about your kid stay faithful keep praying for them uh, keep pouring into them keep doing the hard work of discipleship day to day. We'll catch you on the next one. Have a good day, a blessed day, and we pray uh, that as you do that, you will see the fruit of discipleship in the lives of the students that you're ministering to. Be blessed. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Disciple Making Youth Ministry Podcast. We sure do hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe wherever it is you consume your podcast. We hope you have been encouraged by what you have heard and you're ready to jump into the hard work of disciple making. Catch you on the next one.